This is a special world report with a friend of Mejigoria. What it would be like if God came to the earth, what would he say? What he's looking at is a cause for him to say, don't make me have to come down there. If you don't pay attention, consequences will be dire. He would also say, I've told you time and time again. But see, we don't think he's the boss. But he can say to us, I am still the boss here in case there's any doubt. You know I put you in the world and I can take you out. Does that sound mean? What is the secrets about? What's going to happen? Is it going to be a fairy tale? Everything's going to be nice? It's a purification. The secrets are purification. Meaning he's going to think, why is God doing this? He would answer you saying, I've let you try my patience as all good fathers do. You are my last nerve. I've had it up to here with you. Is that what I talking about? What she's down here for? Is she a voice for God? What she say? And now you've lost direction and you're wandering aimlessly. God has told us through Our Lady, I don't want to punish you, but if it has to be, it's going to happen. Again, the secrets is for purification. It's not going to be a cakewalk. Yeah, God would say, This is going to hurt you more than it hurts me. My father used to say that many times when I got a spanking. And I've taught people, my daddy was a professional spanker, but I never believed my dad when he said, this is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. We're so messed up now. There's nothing we can do on our own to change things. God has to do something. He has to come down here to bridge this great divide and make some big repairs. Politics, earthquakes, erratic weather, pandemics, war and hate. God doesn't have to tell these biblical things about earthquakes, the politics, erratic weather, pandemics, war and hate. We can see it for ourselves. Just look what happened in Florida. Just one little city. 29 inches of rain yesterday. That's an event of showing in Florida what began with Noah. Unbelievable. Because we have a deaf ear and a blind eye, you can see easily God will say, I'm wondering whether I should take my Bible belt and whip you into shape. What's the secrets about? You can say, oh, God's not that way. A lady keeps telling us, I beg God, to lessening the reprimand. God, our Father, can say to us, My children, you had best beware of who she has come down. And that woman has not changed her dress and her modesty in modern times here to reach to you, to have a skirt above her knees. You see her hands, her face, you don't even see her feet. God would say, clean up this mess and put on something decent to wear. Women are so scantily clad that we've been warned by a lady in Fatima talked about God and what his opinion. But it's not an opinion, it's a truth. A lady said to the visionaries, there will be fashions that would greatly offend God. And we're there. All the way back to Fatima, God was saying, don't make me come down there. You even got singers like Dolly Parton. Even she and her star can contemplate and think of these things and put it to a song. Last night I had a dream about God He was standing on a mountain top Looking down around in such dismay 
about that it's a message our lady said september 2nd 2011 talking about christ our lady says quote has brought you the people of the entire world to know the true god he's here speaking to us through our lady our lady said in a message july 25th 1985 our lady said what the song just said before the song our lady says, I desire to lead you, but you do not want to listen to my messages. I am calling, just like the song says. Listen to my messages, and then you will be able to live. Everything that God tells me to convey to you. That's 1985. Look at the conditions we are in today. We're not listening. God's got to bring down something to change us more. We didn't do it. Way back in June 9th, 1984, Our Lady says, We've lost the spirit of truth. I say that. But with the message that date I just gave you, she says, You need the spirit of truth to be able to convey the messages just the way they are, neither adding anything to them nor taking anything whatsoever away from them. But just the way I said them, Three things you make to the point that you listen and you pay attention and don't take anything away from them, but just the way she said them. The song you just heard, and now 
you've lost direction and you're wandering aimlessly. And that's what a lady said in 2011, my children do not wander. Just a few words after that, she says, everything, E-V-E-R-Y-T-H-I-N-G, you know what I'm going to say, but are you hearing? Is God children hearing? Everything around you is passing and everything is falling apart. Look around. What's happening? Day before yesterday, did 18 cows die? Did 180 cows die? No. Did 1,800 cows die at one place? No. Did 18,000 cows die day before yesterday? Did upward to 20,000 cows die? Yeah. Demet, Texas. A dairy exploded. What else exploded? Multiple structures was engulfed also. That's strange. One place blows up, and all the buildings around, also they blow up too from the explosion. This is happening over and over and over from the mega chicken operations, potato chips, factories, same thing. Same time. One on the West Coast, one all the way to the East Coast. Why do you think that's happening? Our lady tells us why. Because it doesn't glorify God. These cows are machines. When we got in our cows here 25 or 30 years ago, the use of the life of the milk cow was 12 years. It fell to 10. It fell to 8. It fell to 6. It fell to 4. Now the cow's use is around 2 years. They're just machines. Pump them up. Get every chemical. Give everything you can. Just make the white water. Just make money. The Bible says in Genesis, I give you the cattle, give you the animals, not to be making mega monies, but the gift of God to give you that, to survive by. We've passed and allowed this system, we've been put on the gallows to be hung. And that's where we are. And God has to come down to correct this. We can't, and we're not. Our Lady gave us chances to do this, but we're looking at things. Everything's going to come back. You've got to be making decisions now for what God is telling you through Our Lady, conveyed from her to save us. That same message, September 2nd, 2011, after she says everything's passing, everything's falling apart, only the glory of God remains. And then she says this, Renounce everything that distances you from the Lord. A mega dairy, being a part of that, is not godly. It's only about the God of money. And it distances us from everything. And it's hooked us in a whole system that we relied on. And that's what we have to renounce. Not the Lord, but the system as it is now. How many things you need to renounce that cause distances from you from the Lord? Ask you the question, do you pray more than what you say throughout the day on your cell phone? What about your entertainments? The TV, all these things, pleasures, wasting your time instead producing your own food. You say, well, I can't do that. It's true because the system has distanced you from the soil. When you get from the soil, you go away from God. There's only one occupation is ordained. It was agrarian. You said Jesus was a carpenter. Yeah, but they were still had the gardens. They still grow their food. The Holy Family did. They were close to the soil. But you won't hear these things. The same messages, there's a real big, big thing that they says in a positive way, but it's a very negative thing. After she says about everything's falling apart, glory in the garden remains, renouncing everything distant from the Lord, she says, 
this bombshell. I am with you, and I will remain with you. Who's not with us? Who's not walking? Who's helping us? Here's a hint. She ends the message just saying this. I am especially praying for the shepherds that they may be worthy representatives. Sounds positive. But she's saying they're not worthy. I need you to pray for my bishops because they're not leading you. They're not good shepherds. They're not worthy. There's silence. You got a president out there doing everything evil, propagating Sodom, going after your kids. All this trans diabolical. And not one bishop is out there going out in the streets or just say something publicly. Any one of the bishops can say, hey, media, I'm going to have a press conference about Biden being a Catholic and what he's saying and contradict him and condemn his actions. You can have in your heart an angry hate or you can have in your heart a righteous anger. Jesus had the righteous anger in the temple. You people need to confront your bishops wherever you are, wherever you see them. Y'all start killing them. We're sick of what you're doing. You're killing us. You're a wolf in sheep clothing. Let me tell you something. Every decade, I wrote a special writing. The 10th anniversary of Medjugorje. The 20th decade about Medjugorje. And the 30th. The 30th, I wrote, well over 100 Catholic universities who are vulnerable, propagating, persecuting those who are against it. And I wrote in that against the colleges, not just Catholic colleges, all of them. No one should be going to college. It's wicked. You can't stand up to it. Years ago, at the beginning of apparitions, a mother called me, said, my daughter's going to college and I don't want them to go. I said, don't let them go. Don't pay for it. Well, she wants to go. The mother called me and said, she's fighting with everybody in the college for her Catholic faith. The second year, she became silent. The third year, she lost her faith. I'm telling you, the colleges are wicked. You do not want to send your kids. It's not of God. My dad, from the beginning, or my brothers and sister, don't go to college. And none of us did. It's garbage. You don't need it. If you're in agrarian life, you can learn everything and make everything and produce everything for your life. You think, what about Notre Dame? They were doing it, the same thing. I did research on all these. The bishops do anything? They may say, it's not in my jurisdiction. Don't tell me that. Every Catholic is underneath their jurisdiction. This week I heard a little clip about the colleges, their brainwashing, and had dangerous, dangerous death for hell for the youth or even adults. So here's a little clip. If you're in college, if you're in high school, you're a student and you're speaking out, lots of students, they love to speak out. But if you speak out and you say conservative things, then you're feeling a lot of pressure. And that's the reason why we're talking with Matt Bennett. He is a higher education expert. Matt, is this problem getting worse these days? There's evidence to suggest that because we really want university contacts where people can discuss matters openly and not be fearful of what professors or the peers might say about it. it it's really key for a good education. And that is so d- disconcerting. When I was in college, I remember we had a, um, I was in, I think it was a philosophy class, and uh, the uh, professor, he uh, said, how many of you people think you're Christians? And um, a lot of hands went up, and he said, um, by the end of this class, 
no hands will go up because we're gonna we're gonna convince you otherwise. Wow. And throughout the entire class, they made a point of of driving it home how this is the way things are. Christianity is not to be tolerated, and this is a secular class, and this is a secular world, and deal with it. And sure enough, by the end of the class, um, he asked the question again. Only two hands went up. So uh, you, there is definitely wow. a war on conservatism in, in our public. And this is not like this is not. I didn't go to like a, you know, some college in California. I went to a I went to UAB here in Birmingham. This this is happening wow. in schools, even in places in the South, even in conservative places where conservative views are are shunned. Wow, that's too bad for a, a professor to be that blatant and that hostile. Really has no place in a university environment, and uh, that that's corrosive to the whole idea of higher learning. So it's very interesting what he says, right even here in the South, that after two months, when I wrote the 30th anniversary writing, September 2nd, 2011. And a lady says, have famous mega-announce what's coming, everything around you, and what's going to remain. And then at the end of it, about the shepherds, pray for the shepherds, that they may be worthy representatives of my son and lead you to the truth. They're not doing that. And the present times, we don't have it. In the future, our prayer is going to bring good bishops, but not what we have right now. It's not there. Confront these people. They're our shepherds. Don't be silent. Be strong. Confront them. So, yes, you got kids wanting to go to college. Don't do that. And if they're in now, get them out. I'm going to tell you, all these colleges are going to disappear. Every one of them. Where are we going to learn? Apprenticeship. Used to, you get with the doctor. You worked with him for two years. He teaches you everything. A blacksmith. A wheelwright. Down in Williamsburg, an apprentice would work with them for seven years. That was their life. And they were learned by the Bible, by the real right. Colleges are evil. All of them. Even the Christian ones. It's not the system we're supposed to be. Back to September 2nd, 2011. What is being revealed right now? That the United States is averaging one chemical accident every two days. Why is that? The system is not glorifying God. Our lady told you. Why don't you understand that? That's why it's happening. Because God has come down to get your attention, just like this song says. If you don't pay attention, consequences will be dire. Can you imagine 20,000 milk cows, mechanical place? It didn't just fall apart. I mean, it just disappeared immediately. All you who have out there that got a little ground, a little acre, you get your cow that's pregnant. Don't milk it when the baby's born, but just have it there because it takes a lot of effort while you're trying to build your other system, your agrarian system, because a cow milking in the morning and the evening steals your labor. But if you have a calf drinking and when things crash and when everything falls apart and you can't get milk, then you take the calf off. Just have it there. We know our dairy right now in South Alabama got a beautiful operation, small, and he can't buy any cows. You got a couple acres? You better be looking now for this. A lady's not joking. She's not making a threat. It's a reality. I've told you before a hundred times, don't have dollars in the bank, in the stock mills, in your retirements, investments. Put it in silver. Better than silver, get your retirement. Buy you a little homestead and get into now what is not going to disappear, nor die. The Noah flood in Florida brings up a message February 25th, 2020. You are so flooded by earthly concerns. Our lady's messages are based in agrarian and in nature. She says, you are so flooded by earthly concerns, you do not even feel that spring is at the threshold. 
your account, little children, to penance and prayer. If you're not doing that, you don't see or can you understand what I'm saying. I've done everything for several decades to tell you to save what you got, put in your hands, your earnings, put on your plate what you grow. March 25th, 2019, the words that I said, and nature seek God who created you because nature speaks and fights for life and not for death. Did you know nature, your fruit trees, your corn, things you grow, all these things happening? 75% of our food chain right now is GMO. It's alien. God created you. The message just said that. And your body and what it consumes is what God gave you. And man has come up engineering and changing plants for money. It doesn't even taste good. But the doctors are coming up now. All GMOs is playing God and it's very damaging to the human body. These GMOs is spreading to other plants. It's worthy to repeat this message. March 25th, 2019. In nature, seek God who created you. See, a certain way your body. In nature, seek God who created you. Because nature speaks and fights for life and not for death. It's interesting that he says, speaks. Nature speaks. So many sicknesses today. We're not supposed to be eating these things. God figured out what to do. Man now, and his God dollar, he's figured it out. You know the dollar is worthless. It's just paper. It's GMO. Silver is real. It's natural. It's from God. He made the money for us and a means of exchange. They modified the dollar. It's fake. It's not healthy, and it's dying. Silver is real, and it's healthy. But again, I want to say, the homestead is bigger than silver. But you can't do that tomorrow. I've been saying that for years. You better do things now. Change what you're doing. Time is running out. It's very clear. Every two days, chemical accidents are happening. Who's doing that? Donald Trump was on Tucker last night. Somebody told me about it. I put this clip. It gives some light on all these explosions that's been going on for the last couple of years and increasing. So this clip says a lot. So the destruction of the Nord Stream pipeline, the natural gas pipeline that carried well, natural gas from East to Western Europe, was the single most profound act of environmental terrorism in history. It released more deadly CO2 into the atmosphere. It was also an attack on our NATO allies. Our NATO allies are the beneficiaries of the natural gas pipeline. Germany, which is the core of European NATO, suffered. So the Biden administration was talking about how much it loves NATO, attacked NATO, and they did it. They promised to carry it out. They haven't really denied that they did it. So during an interview with Donald Trump yesterday, we thought we'd ask, who does he think did it? We previewed the answer last night. Here's the full exchange. Who blew up the Nord Stream pipeline? Um, I don't want to get our country in trouble, so I won't answer it. But uh, I can tell you who it wasn't was Russia. Yeah. How about when they blamed Russia? You know, they said Russia blew up their own pipeline. You got a kick out of that one, too. It wasn't Russia. Uh, so I won't answer the question only because I don't want to get our country yeah. any deeper than they already are. But it sort of all starts. We have, you know, we have the most incredible equipment. I rebuilt our whole military. We have things that are, you can do anything. We're equipped to do anything. But I refuse to say it because I want our country to be pristine. But it was... Uh, you know, in many ways, blowing it up was very bad because it really created a lot of problems for Europe in terms of uh, the cost of energy. Oh, yeah. But they shouldn't have ever been. 
I had that pipeline stopped, Nord Stream 2, I had it stopped, totally stopped. When Biden came in, he approved it and they immediately started the finishing action. I had Nord Stream because I said, for Germany and Europe to get their energy from Russia, that was when I said, I sent Angela Merkel the, black, the flag, I sent her the white flag of surrender. She said, but why, but why do you do that? I said, you've been fighting Russia for many years. If you ever have to fight with Russia and they control energy, you might as well just take the white flag of surrender. And that's what I did. So uh, that was blown up and uh, very dangerous to do it. But I think most people know who did it. So once we start blowing up other people's critical infrastructure, is there a concern ours could get blown up in return? Well, I, I think it's much more than infrastructure you're talking about. Look, we could end up in World War III over this whole thing. Forget about pipeline. We are closer. I believe it's the most dangerous period of time in history. Number one, because we have people on top that are incompetent. That's number one. And again, China's fine if you know how to deal. Russia, if you know how to deal. Russia wasn't going into Ukraine with me. China wasn't going into Taiwan with me. I mean, now all you see is, you know, China with ships all over the place and sending airplanes and bombers. That wasn't happening with me. He knew you can't do it. And also, Russia knew you can't do it. They would have never done it. The most dangerous period of time because of weaponry, because of nuclear, because of weaponry, most dangerous period of time in the history of our country and in the history of the world right now. And we have an incompetent person at the top. I know I get a letter about this. You're talking about Donald Trump. 99.9 .9 people is okay with it. But I get feedbacks, and they say, I like everything you do, but I have a problem when you talk about Trump. I want to tell you about Trump. This is the man of the hour. He's from God. You say, well, he's got a foul mouth. So did the Apostle Peter. Remember, he was a fisherman. He's cussing on Good Friday where he's warming himself in a fire I don't know the blanket or blanket or blank man. I don't know that guy. Let me tell you, we better get somebody tough, somebody strong, somebody who's going to stand up against all these people that's ready to kill you and is killing you through GMO, all kinds of things. A lady said it. Mankind has decided to die. The plan is this. Destroy the United States to destroy the world. That's the plan. That's why everything's happening here. Explosion, dying, arresting people who are good, and letting the bad people out. Our lady said it. You've heard it over and over. you got to physically be making decisions, not be thinking. Many people they have the means that they could change their situations, Hemingway had a book. He got one of the actors in there. He's asked, how did you bankrupt? He says, gradually, then suddenly. This could happen tomorrow. When they put the switch, you've lost everything. It's not there. So the people who write that I should not be putting Trump out there because that's politics and religion. What are you talking about it? We have one woman they wrote from Connecticut, and she says, I'm a field angel, and she's very pleased with everything I say and what I do. But she says, quote, what I'm writing about is the references to Donald Trump. I gather that you are a Trump supporter, which is fine. So she's not being ugly. This is her beliefs. Now, I respect that. And she continues, but everyone has their own opinion about him. And I honestly have to tell you that I find that mixing religion with politics is something I was told you don't do. And I honestly have to tell you that I find this very disturbing every time you mention him in your articles. Let me tell you something, and that this woman's a goodwill, but it's completely false. Religion and politics is together. Look at our bishops. 
I know there's a bishop out there sent to the whole diocese to every priest, don't say anything. Be nuanced. Don't talk about this. Don't talk about this issue. What do you think Jesus did? He was constantly involved with religious and politics. On the show, Michael Berry, he interviews on Good Friday a black pastor. I'm going to let you listen now about the points he makes for his church that you better be a political Christian because Jesus was. Pastor Ed Young is our guest. He is the pastor of Second Baptist Church in Houston. He is he has a television ministry. There are multiple campuses. He's somebody that I respect. And I wanted to have him. We've done this in in years past, not every year, but it felt like this year we needed to devote the entirety of today and this show morning and evening to Easter, the resurrection, that he is risen. It felt like we needed that message more than we usually realize we do. Pastor, I want to rewind you. We've been talking about Easter and the Sunday. I want to rewind you to Good Friday, the day of the crucifixion, and put into perspective what happened there. Christ was not the only person uh, who was put upon a cross. He was not the only person who was to be stoned to death. But this was an important part of everything that was supposed to happen happening such that Easter and the resurrection could happen. Describe what was going on at that time and how this came to be. Well, you know, first of all, Jesus was someone who always swam upstream. People say, you know, uh, Jesus didn't get involved in politics. You're involved in politics, Michael. I've gotten involved in politics. You say, why? Jesus, I think, was a master politician. Politics, in its purest definition, means relationships. It has to do relationships. And Jesus was God's son, relationship with the Father, and then Jesus moved out in relationships in the world. And so I say Jesus got in trouble because he stood against the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Essenes, the Herodians, all the political parties of that day. You say, they weren't political. They most certainly were because there was a theocracy, you know, spiritual things combined with physical things. And when he stood in the way, when he cleansed the temple of all the con artists and money changers that were there and all those who were fleecing the people, man, that was a political statement. And that, that was sort of, I think, Mike, Michael, the last straw. They said, we got to get rid of this guy. I tell you, bishops, I tell you, peasants in the pews, those people on the left in the pews, you better hope Trump is the next president. Because nobody has got the guts, the strength, the smarts to save this nation, not by itself, but through God, through Jesus Christ, through the Virgin Mary, who's been called down to the earth. He's more spiritual than people understand. I know that from the background and some different things. I'm for him. Jesus talked about Herod. Not everything's in the Bible. I'm sure he said some other things. One thing in the Bible, Jesus says, Herod is a fox. You may think he was cutting him down. A fox is known as what? To be very smart, very slick. Is that political? Yeah, it's a political statement. And it's really a compliment. The guy's smart. Trump is a fox. If you let him loose, with the grace of God, our nation can be saved. And we've been here in this ground from the mother of God. When I've been with Maria, where millions and millions of angels appeared on the Assumption. The whole community, it was just us on the Assumption. And that same queen has accepted three consecrations for the United States of America. 
and gave a message that no country has received a message to heal it. She gave a solution, a real solution. This is from heaven. Our Lady appeared in the field, and we consecrated July 3rd, 2012, the United States of America to her. The apparition happened at 10 p.m., and Our Lady gave a message, a solution. No other country has got a message to heal it. We've been praying for over 30 years for this. Our Lady accepted the consecration, and she said, Form and make prayer groups through which we will pray for your healing and the healing of this nation to draw closer to God and to me. That was a six-minute apparition. That's a long time. If all the bishops of the United States told all the priests and all the parishes to start prayer groups, we've got the solution. That's all we have to do. But the bishops... Do they even believe Our Lady? Do they believe she's even appearing? I think they know it, and I think they understand it. But they had no guts. Get in their face. That's our shepherd. You're supposed to be doing these things. It's not a little thing. It's spiritual history for centuries that there was a message given here. We've got it. We did three consecrations preceding those years, and Our Lady stayed there the whole time, and the thousands of people there recited the consecration and read it together to Our Lady. Maria didn't know what Our Lady was going to do. That consecration was so beautiful because Our Lady just stood there. She listened to us and watched us. And it was beautiful. And afterwards, Maria said, she accepted consecration. I knew Maria was coming back. I was in Medjugorje right before that time. I had to write the consecration, and I wrote it in Medjugorje. And what you hear is what you heard in the field, the recording, and contemplate what you're hearing. I lady stood there and listened to this. How many people throughout history did a consecration in the presence that Our Lady was before us? Listen what Our Lady listened to. The solemn act of consecration of our nation, July 4th, the year of our Lord, 2008. To you, our Queen, Holy Virgin Mary, for this day of deliverance. We, the people, in your holy presence who are nothing, appeal to your heavenly, queenly power of intercession before God as our Mother. As such, we, your children, appeal most urgently, most direly, with a cry of lamentation as of the city of Nineveh, who were a people who humbled themselves and repented, and God relented of his judgment against them. We, O oh Queen, deserve divine judgment. We realize that civilizations across time and cultures who crossed the line of decadence all met with their end. The signs of the time speak to us of our nation. We have little time left. We, your children, therefore, make our plea of consecration at this moment, giving directly to you this nation, whose might and glory we acknowledge began and came through being founded on your sons, our Savior's principles. Through this entrustment, we beg to include our whole future into your hands. Please, at this moment, accept our 16 years of novenas, our prayers, our sacrifices, and heal our land. We know it starts with our hearts, 
So we give you our hearts to heal our land. May this consecration give into your possession this land that God may look down upon what is yours and heal this land. O oh Queen, who can we turn to but to you? We look for no other remedy with our recourse only to you. Pray over us at this moment. Pray over our nation now on this day of deliverance. Please stretch out your arms and place a seal across this nation with your prayers while you are in our midst. Let this seal be as a sign to the Father, O Holy Queen. Take this consecration, the ownership of our nation, and as its queen, heal this land. With the dreams of our fathers on this day of remembrance of our nation's birth, think of your son's birth and remember not the sins of this land, but rather how much this nation has dispensed the liberty of the gospel to the world. Please heal this land. Lord of our nation, we crown you king with our lady's hands through this consecration to rule over us over everything. Thank you, O Mother. Thank you, our Queen. Thank you for being present. May Christ grant our nation deliverance through this consecration. Amen. What you just heard was 2008, and as I already said, I knew Maria is coming, and at the last minute, I had to write this consecration that took place in Medjugorje just before I left to come back with Maria coming back. I knew for several months I had to do that, and I put it off because it's a burden. How do you come up with the words? My last day in Medjugorje, I had a deadline. I'd been praying. What am I supposed to say? How do you write a prayer to the Virgin Mary for a country? It wasn't pleasant. And hours before, I just started writing. One of those things you heard on this consecration, quote, please heal us. Please heal our land. Four years later, we did the consecration before I laid again. We had recited this to her two times before. The third consecration was July 3rd, 2012. And in her message, she says, for your healing and the healing of this nation, she answers in her message of the consecration, form and make prayer groups through which we will pray for your healing and the healing of this nation to draw closer to God and to me. It's surreal that she took the words from the consecration that I wrote four years before. Please heal us. Please heal our land. We know it starts with our hearts, so we give you our hearts to heal our land. Please heal this land.
like I was broadcasting this and talking about this, it comes to an inspiration that we gather here for July 4th this summer. This has not been announced. I'm making the decision right now of everything you heard tonight. So we'll put that together. Make your plans. Start prayer groups. Start praying for July 4th now for whatever we do here and what we will plan for your time here. We're in serious times. And all this is spiritual history. These stories, what you heard tonight, will go through the centuries. And these last apparitions of the Holy Virgin Mary, the Queen of Peace, the only one that gave it to us today because God has come down through her. With all our love, we wish you a lady. Good night.